You've tuned into the cosine with Bionic Mark. Welcome to the cosine. I'm your humble host, Mr. Big Apple himself, Bionic Mark. Whoa, whoa. I'm an actor, bodyguard, photographer, and sometimes wanderer, but I'd like to say man about town because it sounds nicer. And the cosine is a podcast where I interview people in all walks of life. It could be a rapper, actor, uh, it could be someone in, in finance, in, in technology, you name it, whoever it is, if I like them, I'll interview them. And my special guest today is a three times Grammy certified rapper Ooh. by the name of Etc. I want you guys to put your hands together for Etc. What's going on? What's going on? Good, good, good day, good day, good day. I like welcome. the claps. I like <laughs> welcome, the clap. welcome. I really want to thank you for uh, stopping by the cosign today. But before we meet, et cetera, I just, a couple things I just wanted to talk about that's going on mm. in the news, man. Like, one of the funniest things I saw, like, was this, uh, this woman, she, her son, uh, you know, stole $10 out of her pocket. And she thought it was a great idea to call the NYPD to come and talk to her son and give him a little talking to. And, you know, it started out really cool. You know, two cops showed up. One, you know, was like, hey, son, you know, you don't need to do that because, you know, you're going to be riding in the car with me. And then the other one, he kind of got a little tired of the whole little game and he took it to the next level and to make a long story short she ended up getting arrested spending the night in jail and she lost custody of them kids for like four months i thought that was pretty yeah 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 it's pretty crazy um and the other thing i thought was pretty interesting was uh starbucks is starting this new initiative where they want people to start the conversation um with people, I think they have a, it's called the uh, Race Together Initiative, where they want the baristas to start, you know, engaging people about race talks and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's a pretty bold thing to do, you know. Um, but, I mean, I respect Starbucks, you know, and I guess people were, you know, poking fun at them because they think they are take being opportunistic because of all these things that were going on in the past with the protests and all that stuff. Um but, I mean, I feel Starbucks on, on what they're doing, and it's, it's, it's giving them news, so they're always being talked about. Um, and But they're, what, why I respect them, too, from before was I think they were one of the first companies that I've heard of where they were giving part-time employees, um, like, health benefits. Like, you, they, they were, like, the first company to do something like that. You know what I mean? You, you know, you could be making minimum wage, but if you're a part-time employee, you were getting health benefits. And I think they were one of the first companies that did that. Um, <clears throat> and lastly, just, you know, just talk about my weekend, man. I uh, spent a weekend up in uh, Litchfield, Connecticut. And um, I went to this farm. It's the craziest thing. It's the... Uh, Arthusa, R-E-T-H-U-S-A farm, which is in Litchfield, Connecticut. And it was started by the distributors. There's like two distributors in it, the two U.S. distributors um, for Manolo Blahnik shoes. Mm. And, um, you know, they took a lot of their money and they bought a farm. And on the way to this farm, we passed by, mm. I passed by another farm where, you know, cows are in the pasture. I mean, they weren't raggedy looking cows, but, you know, they're dirty and all that. And they're out there in the pasture. <laughs> But this, our Arethusa farm, yo, these cows are getting like, 
pampered. Like these cows, like they get shaved, they get bathed, like they have their own personal pens. You know, it's like like the heat's regulated in there. Um, and the cheapest cow costs seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And like they use the the milk from this cows from the cows that are and these cows they're like show cows and all that and these they they have like another like a another building not near you know nearby where they sell ice cream and yogurt and all the stuff from these particular cows that make this special milk. I mean they import the um, the hay from Canada. Like yo, this is like gourmet. This is like a gourmet farm. You know what I mean? Like high class farm. I couldn't believe it. I walked up in there like yo, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was cool though. I got an education. I was a <laughs> I'm scared of cows, but I'm like yo, these cows, yo. I walked in the cows getting shaved and rubbed and massaged. They laying down. They just out there chilling. And if they <laughs> so that was really my thing, man. But um, anyway, enough about me, man. You Where's guys, the beef? Are, yeah. <laughs> you guys are here to listen. Uh, you guys are here to listen to my man, uh, etc. And he's going to tell us all about himself, about his uh, music career, and where everything started. So again, give a great, a big hand for etc. Yes. Yo. The funniest thing, though, when. I mean, David, your uh, your manager, you know, sent me some of the stuff about you. Yeah. And then, you know, it was a, it was a good amount of stuff. And then I just Googled, et cetera. And did you know there's this Nigerian dude that goes with your same name, et cetera? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. That. I was going to say something about that before, but um, he, he has to stay in Nigeria illegally. So. Oh, so he yeah. doesn't even come out of it. No, okay. he can't come out of Nigeria. Oh, all right. So he's good then. You'll but let him cool. live. You're yeah. Let yeah. Him live? Right. yeah. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> That's so cool. So man, tell me about yourself. Where are you from, man? How uh, you know, what's who who are you? Who is etc. Ah oh, man. Um, and where did the name come from too? All right. First, I give yeah. it what you want first. I want from where you yeah, how'd you get the right. name? Where you from the whole nine? Um I'm from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. All right. Right. Um etc. came partly from a group we were in. I was in with another partner of mine and we um we had like a different type of style. We we, we rhyming in Brooklyn, New York. You had to come up with you had to be either a thug, or you had to be um, from the Daisy Age. Wow. And okay. I I was neither or right. either or neither or. Listen, um, today's not the day for my grandma to mess up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're a rapper, so bad <laughs> diction is in the in the game, part of the game. Now nah, I'm trying to change that. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm on, I'm not gonna say not nah, mean. You know what I'm okay. saying? No time during this interview. I hear that. I love that. Um. So I, you know, the style that I had was very like universal and it wasn't matching the norm. Right. And we were trying to come up with different names for me, a group. So we came up with like MC Chamel. We came up with the rhythm. We came up with it. And I was like, wow, that's corny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we just said, Dang, what is it's like, is it what, et cetera, et cetera. That's it. It was like, you what? <laughs> I was like, et cetera. Go down to the legal office, get the stuff, call the attorney, let's get it, stamp approval. And then the group dissipated, and I took the name, like Jay-Z said, um, I take blame for that. Right. So now I'm, et cetera, um, alone. Okay. And, you know, 
And you said you're from Brooklyn. You were born in Brooklyn, so I was born in Brooklyn, born, bred, and broken in. Okay, so are you you're you're a total American, but is your family from the West Indies, or you're straight up American um, down south? Or where, so so you're trying family? to say that most Brooklyn people are West Indian, part West Indian? I mean, I'm, I'm just feeling saying. that. I'm I'm part. <laughs> I'm well. I'm a hundred percent West Indian. I'm Guyanese. So, oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. When All I right. moved, when I came to from GT to America, I lived in Brooklyn over Avenue J. Um, so yeah, yeah. I was out there. Flatbush over there. Flatbush yeah. I was out there heavy. Special Ed's from out there. His family from yeah, Jamaica. I know. Yeah, I know Ed. Biggie was, from out there. His, you know, he's over there from. It's from gay the, Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So, you know, Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a giant melting pot. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I was um, all American for a long period of time, till you know, and I always had like West Indian friends. Right. You know, I started making fun of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, oh, oh. Then my grandmother was telling me maybe four years ago. She said, um. Why do you keep talking about West Indian people? <laughs> I'm like, because you know it's just fun. They talk funny. And she said, <laughs> I said, you know, they they call trees threes and threes trees and guan and go. And I'm like, yeah. She says, do you know your biological grandfather's from Trinidad? I said, oh, oh man. So you so you gonna tell me now? Now yeah, like now. I, all the time in my life? Yeah. She said, yeah, he's from Trinidad. She showed me the picture. I was like, oh. wow. So I said, well. Let's embrace it all. And it, it is what it is. Um, black is black to me. For true, for true. Yeah, so. <clears throat> who did you grow up listening to? Who, who, like, who did you idolize and said, you know, yo, I think I want to be like this person? Or what kind of music did you listen to coming up? Well, it, it's kind of <clears throat> funny because um, growing up, I, I, I forced myself to listen to a lot of hardcore because a lot of my friends did hardcore. Okay. But I, I grew up in a brownstone. I, you know, I was on. Um, Middle class family. Yeah, middle class single mother. Uh, my father was around, you know, but I, I I didn't go. <laughs> nah, he was around. <laughs> he lived around the corner. I ain't like going over there because I used to always go to punishment. It's always something he wanted me to do. <laughs> do you know how to cook? Do you know how to clean? <sighs> Let me go home to my mother. Like, I don't know nothing. Nah. I don't know how to do nothing. Nah, <laughs> I was la- I was straight up lazy. So, you know, um, when growing up there, I couldn't. You know, I I really didn't feel comfortable doing like hardcore music. Right. Even when I started listening to, so, you know, we came out with Run DMC. I was like, oh, man. So I was listening to them for a while. Then I was listening to De La Soul. And I said, well, I like this. And then a friend of mine, a real cool friend of mine, I know a lot of them, a lot of people don't know him. I came in like on the tail end of his career. Okay. He used to wear polka dots. His name is Kwame. Oh, I know Kwame. Right? I love Kwame. He sort of like took me under his wing and said, you know, I, I know you're not like them. You know, you don't rhyme like that. So right. he made it. He made me feel comfortable rhyming the way I did. Nice. And you know, and I went from there. Mr. Went on. Polka dots. Is he still yeah. rocking polka dots? Nah, nah, nah. nah. He don't do it. Nah. <laughs> nah. He might pull them out like on the old school show, but nah, he don't <laughs> so do cool. it. He, so yeah. yeah, he. So when I was, you know, when I felt got that confirmation, I went from there, and that was all you wrote. Wow. You know, he put that confidence in me, and then I was like, that's it. If he says so. It's good. I was good. Then a friend of mine, his name is Tone from Trackmasters, was, yo, do what you do. Nice. And, you know, you know. So you got some really good advice from some really, yeah, really. They were know, my, they were my big people. brothers. That's right. cool, man. <clears throat> I read somewhere. What, what's your connection? Because I know we're, you know, we're talking about your music. But what's your connection with Kim Kardashian? I heard it was some, Whoa. some connection with Kim Kardashian and, and a black dress. <laughs> Help now, me, clarify <laughs> me. Clarify this for me. Well, now, now we're going to turn to page um, 32. <laughs> um, let's fast forward the story. 
I was on um I was sitting at at the at the Grammy Awards and right. I was standing you know, you know, I'm I was very uncomfortable because I've never been there before. Okay. So I'm standing on this red carpet and I'm watching all these celebrities that I've always seen on TV. Yeah. You know, I seen Ryan Seacrest, I seen Mr. J, and yeah. I was like, Oh my god, then Kim walks over and I'm like, Whoa. And she just starts talking and I'm like, She's you? not talking to me because oh. I you know, I don't know, she don't I, know I don't me know me. And then she just started talking and she says, Oh my goodness, you know. You know, what do you do? And I told her what I did. She says, oh, man, I can't. You know, conversation went on. And she said, you know, I just can't wait to get out this out these clothes and put on my black dress. And I was like, and the way she said it, I was like, oh, my gosh. And that's crazy. And then, you know, that sparked the song called Black Dress. Right. And then it sparked my fragrance that's in that's 27 right. stores now. What? Yeah, called Black Dress because... So you, you know, don't even need to rap, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Why? You should be... That's <laughs> crazy. Nah, you know, yeah. I, I, I do it because this is this is my, my... I don't drink, I don't smoke. This is my vice. Wow. And rap has been a very, very instrumental part of my life. I right. mean, you know, on top of the, 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 the millions of records sold, on top right. of the, you know, success I've had... Right. Um, Rap has been a very big part of everything I've done. So, and what was hip-hop. the first song that got you to that next level that made you say, you know what, I could really do this? I know I got the advice from Kwame and and all these other people, but what what song would you say just took you to that next level where you're like, oh, I'm there now? Um, honestly, take you there. Take you there. There you go. A song called "Take You There." <laughs> you I you did there. when we was on. Um, mm-hmm. When I was under TSOB, under TSOB Universal uh-huh. Music, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I can't even lie. Um, that record outsold any number of you know records that I personally did. Right. And it it turned me from a, uh, you know, a regular from a somebody st- from a nobody <laughs> to a somebody. No, I was I was always a somebody. Like underground, I was one of the highest underground, highest selling underground artists in the past 20 years. Wow. So, you know, but underground, it's only so far. But then Take You There moved like crazy, and then that, that was it. I wow. knew that I went from, how can you say, um, like the white. I went from the grind to the Grammys. Yo, that's retarded. Yeah. Um, one, I think is Sin City, um, that um, song you did, I saw the video, I believe, and yeah. it was with a hot white girl in it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this video. I'm like, damn, that girl is bad. And this song is no, the song was really, 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 <laughs> really good song. I ain't gonna lie. Thank you, thank you. Um, because that, that's my favorite song so far. <laughs> well, Sin City is doing damn good. I ain't gonna lie. And um, I mean, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing about it is, I fought with the producer. I was like, I ain't doing that song. That song is so, oh, that's whack. Uh. He said, just do this song. I'm, You can do it because of what you do. You do this type of music. And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Next thing you know, I was like, that song is not bad. <laughs> and sparked the album. And then the video was basically a song is about women in the industry. Like you bring a woman into the industry from, you know, like they say, you can't tell her turn a hoe into a housewife. Right, right. I'm, I brought a young lady into the industry and all of a sudden she just got caught up. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought we was cool, we was best friends. You know, you love me, I love you. You know, the American dream. And next thing you know, um, she had a piece of everybody's pie. 
Wow. So I was like, deuces. I can't do it. You sound like that. You, y'all sound like Kanye and that girl. What was that That bald-headed girl that used to Amber. be married to? Amber. Right? That's what he was saying. He's like, he claimed like she was with him, but she got real big-headed with the industry and all that and just went nuts. And Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. That's great. It, it, it <clears> happens. <throat> so I just made that song, Sin City, and it's nice. like, it's, it's taking a lot of is. And then I also read that um, you you're, you hooked up you linked up with a serious booking agency that's got a, like a sick roster tell me about that no that that, that that my manager dave could tell you about that yeah he he gotta throw you in that dave's busy doing well he's recording yeah he, he's recording because everything is social media now you yeah. gotta see me you gotta see my face you gotta exactly. see my eyes yeah, yeah. Oh, it's no red because i don't smoke weed nah well you know um but yeah it, i saw the roster though they were saying you're booking the um there's an la based booking agency called premier booking and uh, yeah. they had a roster like they got like Lil kim on it DeBarge is on that oh yeah it's crazy that's one of the booking agencies i had okay. from before right. um they actually was like oh no etc we can do this then all of a sudden um i did cbs and now i get the phone calls i'm like wow. mm, yeah i'll see you later that's crazy. Yeah. So tell me about this new album you got, man. What is uh, oh, okay. What's the name of the album? How many tracks you got on it? Let me know about Well, the album's called album. Character. Mm-hmm. It's 11 incredible, heart-wrenching tracks. I mean, it's everything from where I came from, like the underground hip-hop. It's my, 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 my music from who I am. It depicts who I am. It's mm-hmm. every character. You know, every day you wake up, you're a different character. Like you said, you're an artist, you're a wanderer. You play a part in the society. You right. fit in, get in where you fit in. And right. each of those areas, you have to, you know, depict a different person you have to be to play that part. True. So in every song, I just said, listen, instead of trying to make up somebody or trying to be somebody you're not, I said, I'm going to be who I am. I'm et cetera. Right, I'm right. a character. And these are the life's, life characteristics that I display in every song from Sin City to, you know, City of Churches, which is another way of saying Brooklyn. And that's to let artists know. Let me just get something straight. This is a disclaimer. No matter what these R&B tracks you hear, I can really rap. I wasn't the top selling underground artist for nothing. I will body any rapper. Do not get it messed up. And this is from the Muse to the Tunnel. I am not 106 in part. Wow, shots right. fired. Right. <laughs> so, because I, lo- I know a lot of artists, they, they, you know, oh, you know, you pop dude. You know, you, I said, all those thirsty artists, I am not that tall drink of water. Yeah. Don't do it. And I also confirmed by bringing an artist on me. I pulled my man, um, UG, from the Cellar Dwellers. And he came and he, is, he was one of the, my mentors. He was one of the hottest rappers that I ever knew. They took me on the road with them, like when they did the tour with M.O.P., uh, Mob Deep. Wu-Tang, I was like, yo, if you could do that for me, then, you know, wow. we going. Yeah. And he actually bodies this record very hard. Wow. He bodies this. So I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of respect on this album. Right. And I'm like, wow. <clears throat> so who produced the album? Who, you know, how many producers Ooh. did you go on there? Um, uh-huh. You know, um, when uh-huh. did it drop? You know, give us a little background on that. The album is doing extremely well right now. I'm watching the numbers. I mean, it's it's a slow grind because it's something that's not going with the grain. I'm going against the grain. What happened is um, the album is produced by, well, it's 85% of the album is produced by my man, Franchon Corbett. We call him Fran Am. I call him French, Frenchie. He's one of those producers. He did like um, one of my other mentors. He produced like Ja Rule. And I said, you know, before 
Ja Rule before 50 Cent. Wow. So, and that, and he was like the biggest thing, and I always thought that music was so universal. Right. So I said, you know, what happened? And he said, I want to give you the 2015 version of what I feel. Right. So he did it. I have on there artists, um, not an artist producer, I have up there um, Young Seth. He produced like 50 Cent. He produced Jim Jones. Wow. I have up there, you know, Johnny Velvet. He did a lot of the R&B smooth tracks. Right. Um, you know, I even I even brought some other producer up there. I just, you know, it's it's it, it the album is well put together. It's a, it's a melting pot. I put artists on there that were like up and coming um, writers. Right. Um, I put known writers on there, and I just want to, you know, I'm a writer myself. I you know I started off as like a ghostwriter. A word. So wow. yeah. So of course I'm you know, but you know, a doctor can't work on itself. Exactly. So. I did that, and I was like, you know, when people listen to it, I wanted, I wanted to have one of those albums where you can sit in the car, press play, and you don't have to keep fast forward to go to the next record, the okay. next record. Yeah. I want that I-95 album. <laughs> <laughs> and, nice. you know, and when I gave it to, I also gave it to a magazine called Scope, and Nick Christopher, which is one of the um, writers, he compared my album to The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Wow. And to tell me that, yeah. I, I mean, I ran my mouth all at the Grammys about that. I ain't gonna lie <laughs> to you. Yeah, I was like, yo, listen, Miss Education Learn Health, you got it? He said, yeah, I got it. Listen to yeah. it. And then tell somebody. And so what made you get into music, though? Like, was it in, in, in your family? Or was it just because, you know, the neighborhood you grew up with or your friends? What what sparked this <laughs> musical journey? Um, my, my uncle was the bass player for Chic. No. Yeah, oh he my did. God. Right? <laughs> and my god brother, you know, we was like like really young, like maybe 4, 5. He was the um he was Buffy the human beatbox from the Fat Boys. You, you lie right now. Yeah, Darren. Oh yeah. Oh my god. He was the human guy rest his soul. I love the Fat Boys. When yeah. I came over here, man, I mean, my name is Mark, so I used to go by <laughs> Prince Marky D, you know. <laughs> I swear to god. And then and then one time like, mad years ago, I got my, my car got towed. I'm in New York chilling, whatever. Yeah, I it usually back. happens in New York. My car got towed, so I'm at the tow lodge on, like, the west side by the water and shit. And Damn. I'm waiting to, you know, there's mad people over there. I'm waiting. And who walks in because his car gets towed, but Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys. I was like, Whoa. Yo. It's like my idol. Like, the first record I ever bought in my entire life was the Fat Boys. Disco 3 or whatever. Well, I, I didn't have yeah. a choice whether to have that record in the house. <laughs> so I listened so cool. to that record till, so you know. Cool. That's mad cool, man. Oh, my God. So, yeah. and then I was on punishment a lot. All right. So I didn't have no choice. My mother said, you can't play with your toys and you can't look at TV. <laughs> so I really had too much of a choice. You just start beatboxing. Nah. Um, so what would you, if you, what would you say would be uh, one of the most difficult things that you have to endure in life like did you have to go through any kind of tough you know like you know how a lot of rappers or musicians like you know they had a hard life or they had like you know a crazy life yeah I, and yeah they put it into their music and people get you know people are like yeah i feel you i feel you did you go through any kind of difficult stuff or you, you know? yeah I, did. I went through something really difficult you know in, in life i didn't have enough froth on my latte <laughs> So that would make anybody crazy. Yeah, I just couldn't understand it. So, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, I, I didn't. Honestly and, tr- and truly, I didn't really go through a, a lot of hardship. I was an only child for a long time. Nice. So you got my, all you know, the love. Yeah, my mother gave me, my grandmother gave me, my nice. father's like, oh, he's getting too much. Yeah. You know, but I, I have to understand that, you know, I didn't, I didn't work in McDonald's like everybody wanted to. Right, right. Like my first job was at Brooklyn Union Gas wow, at 14. Okay. So, and... And after then, it was like just music and tours at yeah. sixteen. So it was kind of hard to say what what did you what did you go through? Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. didn't really go through, but you know, everybody. I mean, goes what about in the industry? Like, did did you see? Did you oh, go through man. a lot of hardship in the industry? Did did you get jerked out of twenty G's like uh, my man Bobby Schmurter? Let me tell you, uncle. Let me tell you something. I I don't know about that story, but um. <laughs> I'm you talking about getting jerk. I'm like a fertility clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, I ghost wrote so many records that right. I never got credit for. Oh man. Cuz I just wanted to be down. Right, right. And, right. you know, a lot of artists know what what I did. Right. But I'm just like it doesn't matter cuz, you know, when I look at the whole thing in a nutshell, if you really listen to records and you really listen to me as an artist, you'll know. Right. Um I didn't really get a lot of love from you know, I tried my hardest to get love from New York. Right. Oh, let me go to New, York. but it really wasn't working. Right. So I was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna do like you know the, the drug dealers. I'm gonna go down south. Yeah. So I took music down south. I took music out of state, and you know, sold out of the trunk if I had to. Right. Like you know, when I I I paid for my college, Virginia State University. Wow. And you know, they were like, well, how's he doing this? <laughs> Listen, but I must was, be selling drugs. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I was moving a lot of records like under under the um under BD under the BDS um scope wow. under the SoundScan scope. That's cool. So it wasn't like oh yeah he's moving records and a lot of people that were in the know knew. Right. So that's how I got like this far like in deals and so when people say I don't know etc. Google me. Right. Damn, I, you did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And so, you know, you said you, you know, from 14 to 16, you know, you you, wor- you worked at a gas station. And then you oh, no, I didn't work at a gas station. I worked at Brooklyn Union Brooklyn Gas. Brooklyn Union Gas. Yes. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Union Gas. The Union, Union Gas, gas station. Yeah. So, <laughs> fill but, her up. But, but, <laughs> hey, boy, fill that up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. if you weren't doing music, what, 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 do, you, what do, do you see yourself doing? Like, what, what would have been a regular job for you? Um. Honestly and truly, I have when I use music to pay for school. So I'm le- I'm legally a licensed therapist. Wow! Right? I went to school. I paid for my bachelor's. Uh, I paid for my master's degree. Right? You know, and a lot, a lot. You know, they don't want to hear you say that. Right. But I listen. I I figured music wasn't going to be forever. Right. So what I did was, you know, my my family has businesses. We started businesses, and. You know, I did I did therapy with kids because I've always gave back to, you know, people that gave to me. So right. I can legally mm-hmm. do that. So on the side, I actually do that. Yeah, I read that, you know, you, you really give back to the community. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about what you do, um, some well, of the things that you do in terms of giving back? Well, I, I offer my services to um, kids with uh, mental disabilities. Okay. Um, I, I give, like, um, I get counseling services wow. to parents that probably, you know, normally can't afford. I give the initial service because the initial service is what really costs. Right. When I can. I mean, a lot of times I can't do it. Right. Um, I also started a company called Team Ida where I help young athletes focus on their goal in athletics. Wow. And I had a young lady, her name is um, Shanika Smith, 
I tell you about her. Um, and I, she was like, oh, I don't want to play basketball. She was from Jamaica. Right. Her family wasn't, you know, as fortunate as a bunch of family. So right. I walked her through a lot of stuff. I helped her get in St. John's. What? So she came yeah. to my house after she graduated. I was like, hey, you doing good now? All right, blah, blah, blah. She says, I need a manager. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, you know. And then the next day, you know, after we we solidified that, the next day she gets drafted to the WNBA. Oh, my God. And I said, well, you have a good time. <laughs> you know, she said, no. I said, wow. That is retarded. That's so, crazy. How yeah. amazing is that? So, yeah, that's that's God, to tell you the truth. So, wow. you know, she does her thing. And, you know, I just so now I'm still working on the team idol situation. Wow. But someone else runs it for me. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you maybe you've said it before, but like what message are you trying to send with your music? Is there a message? Love. I want well, people love, <laughs> unity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, the message I'm sending is basically be true to yourself. Okay. Um, you are who you are no matter where you are. So right. I just want to just say to people that, you know, me, music music is transcend. Music is the, you know, I want to say what Lucius Lyons said, right. music is the voice of God. You know, right. no. empire. Yeah. yeah. So, but music is the voice of the people. And I'm one person that's basically saying one message, but there's 1.7 million people. And those are the people that follow me. Thank you to all the fans for et cetera. Damn. Um, that follow me that, you know, they want to see, you know, they want that message. Right. So I talk about love. I talk about hip hop. I'm very, you know, smart with my mouth. You yeah. know, I got slapped in my mouth a lot of times by my parents. <laughs> you know, I'll say stuff like, you know, you know, um, I won't say nothing smart on the air. But um, I would say some smart, smart shit. Like I say it now. I tell people, listen, if you you still hustling, right? They're like, yeah. I said, well, you know, you reload your life. That's just still buffering, you know. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you know, I thought you know, this, my sarcasm is like a big part of my um, my artistry, right? And I use that same artistry when I talk about like it's a song I hear called "I Do." Mm -hmm. I want women to know that there's men still out there that will say "I do." Like I do love you. Right. I do care about you. I do want to see the best for you. And, you know, and if need be, I'll say I do at the altar. Yeah. You know, wow. I want women to see that there's still guys that do that. I don't, we don't all think of women as smack that trick, you know. And there's <laughs> some good women still out there, I hope, right? Right, right, right. Right, right y'all? Is there? Is, is I there? hope so. You all hit the crickets? Tweet, tweet, et cetera, and let them know that you out here. Hell yeah, yeah. The real etcetera at Instagram. My manager Dave made me do Instagram. You know, oh, just social media. It's got my the phone thing. off the chain. Yeah. Bzz, 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 bzz. You got mail. <laughs> Crazy. So tell me about this song. Oh no, because I think it did a lot for you from what I was reading. Oh, oh, wow, <laughs> wow. I, f I f almost forgot about. Oh no, is um. Oh no, was a record that one of the independent labels said, "Don't do. You're never going to be successful at that." Oh No was like that breaking point where I was like, I, you know, risk it all. And I did it with a uh, a rock group. What? And then the record actually was like the first crossover record that I ever did that um, I can't say it, it far as number wise. Right. Because it sold, but it didn't sell for me. Okay. But it was, it made et cetera known far as you can do alternative music. And it ended up on... Um, a video game, the Roy Jones, Roy what? Jones Jr. Is that the yeah the Roy Jones Jr. was like a boxing video game. Yeah, I think I saw something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. ended up on that, and another song I had wow. called "Welcome to Brooklyn." So that made me like you know that made me like the um the safe Negro. 
Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me about, um, again, about the album. Like, where, where do you see this album going? Um, I don't know. I want, I want to, what do I well, want to know more about this guy, et cetera. The album, like is, the album is universal. So okay. I'm, I, it's a harder grind than if I put out trap music or like booty music. So I have to pull back the fans that really, nice. like, I, I, I really like that whole Diddy era and I'm pulling back those fans that really bought music and that's who's slowly grinding and slowly purchasing a record like who wait a minute i like that song my kids my kids can listen to this song right wait a minute so oh, that's, that's what cool. that's what the that's what i'm looking forward to that music that you know everybody could bump to in a car the kids so it's can not sing. laced with profanity and like nah, a lot of misogynistic nah. type uh information misogynistic. oh my god <laughs> nah i just learned that word today yeah. no, no. <laughs> don't ask me to spell it <laughs> I, I i thought that you know music is music everybody said oh, you, you know you you get that will smith yeah but it's kind of funny that they 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 talk about will smith but will smith is one of the highest paid rappers ever in america so what are we talking about like he's still i don't understand but you know what it doesn't matter because at the end of the day my album is moving and the people that i want to purchase it that's why i focus on do you incorporate like your dress and style into your into your whole thing or that yeah. does, it's not a part of it it's just as far as like uh just how you look do you do you you know when you go on stage and perform are you like are you always into name brands and all that crazy stuff nah, or nah. or it's just what it is, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I learned I learned early on in life, well early on in, in music, I you know, I used to go to hip hop concerts and watch. I used to go to rock concerts and all they ever had on was a t shirt and mad jeans. And, and the jeans looked like they I don't know, like they ran over thirty rocks. Yeah. And then they had on um sneakers. And it would be the sold out concert. Meanwhile, we're worried about, you know, do we have the right this and the right that and the right this? And our concerts be half full. Yeah. So what I do is I give you the jeans, I give you the t-shirt, but I try to mix the two. Like I have like glow in the dark gloves. Wow. Like uh my shirt is like an equalizer. Like I had it a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, I've seen those yeah. one time. That's nice. When they first start coming out, yeah. I did it. When they I donate that stuff and then I have like unusual outfits. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, so I try to be very eclectic. So it's like good to way. watch you instead of just seeing the normal garb of like you said, the white shirt, the jeans, the sneakers and chain and whatever. Right, I can't do that. Yeah. I'd be done strangle myself the way I jump around with a chain on my neck. <laughs> and be like, Oh, did you see how he fell off with that chain? And then I'm not trying to you know, I'm giving you a show. You didn't come here to see, you know, my chain swinging and all this yeah. stuff. Plus and then I they do. don't really rap. Their hands is all over the microphone, and it's just really <laughs> retarded looking and sounding. I mean, I don't know. I I, I have to. I watch people that did shows, like yeah, put on productions. Real pro yes. You, I'm not walking back and forth. And what's on a stage. good show? What what who who did you see that you liked? Not like you wanted to emulate, but you know, you said, "Yeah, I won't have my show kind of look, kind of like this, but um, with my own taste." Honestly. Yeah. Hammer. Hammer, okay. Hammer had one of the best shows, and then Hammer, then Diddy. Okay. Diddy, for somebody that, you know, they said couldn't really rap, his shows was like, oh, um, like, when you pay that 40 or 50 or $110, yeah. you were getting a show. Yeah, for sure. Right, you were getting, whoa, did you? <laughs> Hammer gave you, like, a circus. 
Right. But Diddy gave you a show show. So I've seen a lot of other shows. Some Nelly gave you somewhat of a show. Um, but like Lauren Hill the, with the bands and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's five years now into the future. Where is et cetera? Five years from now, um, where do you see yourself? I'm seeing myself sitting in... Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to think that far yet. Right. I'm giving them for right now. I know I know where I want to be at. Right. I want to sit wanna I want to sit in the office looking down on, you know, people and saying I've affected these millions of people. So you don't I, see yourself rapping in 5 years. By 5 years you've you'd have gotten it out of your system and now you're Well, you never get it out of your system. It's like it's never out of your system. Okay. I'm probably going to go um under another rapper called um Billzebob or some Billzebob. Billzebob, you know, MC Sh- Shaker Shaky, <laughs> something like that. But, you know, and you won't ever see my face. But um, I just want to influence other people. I want to spark other careers. And I just want to make sure that there's, there's other opportunities for other black artists. If you were to give advice to somebody coming up that want to be in the rap game, would you tell them to be in the rap game? I mean, it's pretty tough out there now with how the music industry changed. Would you, would you still you know tell somebody yes you i you should rap and you should get into that would you advise them to and if you would advise them to what would you tell them to do you know like in terms of what advice would you give them well you know? i have a nephew that's getting into rap i tell them do it number one um this is a way for a lot of our, our youth to stay off the street right um it, it kept me off the street you okay. know besides punishment right um and if you do, be multi-talented. Right. Like, I I can write. I can rap. I can, I also do, I also can do business. I also can handle business. I can do corporate mergers. I can wow. do, you know, I know what my, um, I can create 401ks in the fact that if you have, uh, if you have an artist that builds a capital, what you're going to invest into, I invest into, other people, I would take this 401k, build it up. I mean, I don't want to go into that whole thing. This is not a business You're a smart channel, but guy, man. Damn. Yeah, like, I, I watch. Mean, I watch. Great. I watch. I watch a lot of stuff that goes on. Like in the business, I really watch because you know the fertility clinic. When you got jerked so much, yeah. it helps you. It helps you, and but, it helps you too. The, the fact that you're not getting high, like off of 20 pounds of weed, or like um, <laughs> what's his name said. Um, my man said he spent thirty five thousand a month on weed. Oh, uh, what's his name? Amber Rose's ex husband. I forget his name. Oh, again. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? Everybody has their vice. A month. God damn. You know what? But I honestly, if he didn't make the money he makes, right? Would you really spend thirty five thousand dollars a month? You, you know, if you was getting an EPT card, right? Would you spend that money on weed? Right. The thing is, you could find, and they also got to look at project yourself ten years from now. If you calculate all the money you spent on weed, where you can't get that money back. Can't man, it's up in smoke, baby. So you got to look at it like if you was to invest in if invest that thirty five thousand dollars a month into um, stocks, um, you know, any any business you should. I've never heard of Wiz Khalifa with a business. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm not delving that deep into it, but you know, you have to understand. I, mean, I was still buy, young, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, I, I see a lot of artists that, you know, that I, I knew and I still know. And, I mean, they, they yo, could you help me? I'm like, all right, I'll help you. But, you know, old dogs, new tricks, they, you know. 
Am I going to see et cetera in a movie in the future or soon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> today, you said? You said today? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm starring in Long John. <laughs> now, I did, I did a movie. I did a movie called Black Heart. Okay. And, you know, um, I did the soundtrack for the movie, the whole oh, wow. movie. So now I'm, I'm actually trying to. Um, I mean, Common won a grant, uh, uh, Oscar, yeah. so I Yo, mean, that's the next I step. was so. And see, that's another artist that didn't follow the norm. Yeah. Even though it took him a long it time. It took him a while. He was not getting sales. Right. He was not. But you got to understand something. Common is an artist that lasts forever. There's yeah. artists that we like, oh, they got a hot record. Next year, you're like, where the hell are y'all? Yeah. You know, then all of a sudden, you see him on Unsung. Yeah. Talking <laughs> about, you know, <laughs> I used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But it, for, for, if you look at it now, Common has an Oscar. Yeah. What do you say now? You don't care what his sales look like. He has an Oscar. Yeah. You know, everybody tell, Jay-Z, you shouldn't be rapping no more. He's worth $850 million. Yeah. Does it really matter? You know, it's like, you do what you do. People work until they're 65 and they retire. Right. They never say uh, R&B artists is too old to rap. Right. I mean, too old to sing. sing. Yeah. But they say artists, rappers are too old to rap. Is it true? Or maybe you can't rap right. and you can't sing. Yeah. You can't do nothing. Everybody tell you you're too old to do this or you can't do yeah. this. Your ass can't do it, period. So exactly. sit your monkey ass down yeah. and just you know keep listening to Sirius Radio. Because he was like the real, he was like one of the first Elderly rappers, I guess you would say that was out there. And um, um, Jay-Z, he's what, 45, 46 Jay years old Jay-Z right now. Jay-Z is 47. 47 years 47. old. Yeah, you know, back in the day, they were just... And they remember how, what, a 90s rapper is old school? Like, I mean, it wasn't that long But ago. you got to understand, too, Kane is still out. Right. But is he? I'm not sure he's making new music. Is he making new music or just, um, you know, going... Well, he's making mixtapes, okay. but they're not here. Okay. They, a lot of these artists that you see are, are literally overseas. I see a lot of artists going overseas. Right. Like they, they they love and they they can't get enough of us overseas. And then yeah. it seems like over here, if you're not up to date and all that, like you, they're looking for the next man. Yeah, and it's cool. It's yeah. fun because them artists overseas are making. And I've 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 <laughs> I've seen De La Soul go over there, come back six months later, and I'm like, you made all that money over there? And they're like, wow. yeah. You got Fat Man Scoop over there. Wow. You know, you have Kane, you have, um, who else is over there? Who else is over there? Naughty. Naughty by Nature's over there. Yeah, I see so, Joey Badass looks sound like he moved over there. That young guy from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, he's, all I see is him over there, man. It's but really. that's where it's at. They appreciate our music. Yeah. And you got to go where you appreciate it. You're not exactly. going to come here and be grinding. Because, you know, they they, they repoed, repoing their cars over here. I mean, you if you... If you're not moving numbers over here, go where you're moving numbers. Right. And it doesn't matter what BDS says. It doesn't matter what SoundScan says. The bottom line is, if you feel comfortable doing it, you don't have to be multi-platinum. Right. You could be on an indie label like Jim Jones. He sold 300,000 records. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. But if he's getting $8 a record, right? he made, what, three. Point five million. You think you can live on three point five million a year? I, I think I could swing that. Yeah. <laughs> so it don't really matter. They, so does that mean you're not trying to get on a label? You want to stay independent? Well, I'm. <laughs> I, I I I got I fought to get off Universal. Okay. I got on a label called TMG, and then I'm like, yes, yes, I'm getting all oh, right, right, right. Then they ended up doing a venture with Sony. Oh, I'm man. like, yo. But you know what it is? It is what it is. Um, I. 
you don't really want to go fully indie because certain things you want them to do. Right. Um, and you don't really want to go fully label because there's certain things you can't do. Right. So now, like, when I want to take my songs and put them on um, a soundtrack, a movie, right. I don't have to fight as hard. Right. And that's what I want to do. Right. Because I'm two soundtracks from becoming a, a Oscar representative. Wow. You so, would be like 3-6 Mafia getting oh, an Oscar listen, for that music. I, listen, I'm, I'm grinding. It's always a focus. You got to look at the next step. Even though I'm not looking five years down the line, right. I'm looking at next year. Do you play an instrument at all? Or do you recommend rappers or musicians play instruments if you got a good voice? If you could do it, do it. Okay. I never played an instrument. Okay. I wish I could. Yeah. Yeah. I played a hell out that pen, though. <laughs> and and who do you like nowadays that's in the music industry? You you feeling Drake? You feeling you know all those young cats? Are you or uh, Young Thug and all those dudes? Or, or I would you... feel Young Thug if I could understand him. Right, <clears throat> right. I mean, I I see where he's going. Mm-hmm. Like I I do honestly. I never was a Little Wayne fan until I saw his other records. Okay, the records where I'm like. Yo, he really rapping. Right. Like, I never really, like, I listened to him with the bling bling back then, but now I'm looking at records that are not played on the radio every day. Right, right. He's really getting it in. I've I've liked Drake since he was underground. Wow. Right? And I like Drake. Drake has not changed his flow. It's that I I can't get into a lot of the rappers because they talk about the same thing. It's like you close your eyes and they all interchangeable. Right, right. Same type beats, the whole nine yards. If I hear one more. Mustard on the beat. I'm like, it's cool, <laughs> but come on, man. I can't tell the difference in the records. Yeah. How do you, how are you feeling about that whole thing um, between Marvin Gaye's family and Pharrell and all those dudes? They won $7 million because they figured he sampled or they said he sampled um, that Marvin Gaye track. Wow. Were, were you... Uh, like, a Pharrell you, is my dude, so yeah. I really... I don't know. Yeah, Pharrell is my dude. That's chump change for him, though. <laughs> and then too, what's his name got in trouble too? Um uh, he won a he won a couple Grammys. That dude from uh, from yeah. Beck? No. I'm just messing with It wasn't him, but it was something like that. He this dude he just won a bunch of Grammys. He's from um Oh shucks. Big shout out to the Recording Academy. Love y'all, man. Recording yeah. Academy music. Grammys, oh my god, man. You've changed my life. Yeah. No, no, I can't remember his name. I forget. It's on the tip of my tongue, but um but anyway, so yeah. Well, Robin Thicke and, and Pharrell, the song was banging. I can't yeah. even lie. I mean, I didn't really think about the Marvin Gaye record. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it until they brought it to the attention. Yeah. But um, you know. Um. So, is there anything else you want to talk about? What's going on in your life, man? What how's every day going for you? Oh. I mean, are you grinding on this on this uh, well, new, latest production? Um, I'm where here. You're at? I'm here. This album. The album is on. The album is on iTunes. Are you performing anywhere? Oh yeah. I'm, oh God. Yes. What's, where's your next performance? Um, well, Where are the dates. Dave. You, Dave could tell you. Dave. Right. Dave I call him Dave the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There's there's tours coming up. It'll be on the site the www.imetc.com. Okay. You'll see the shows. Um, we're gonna be promoting the shows as well as well as the the promoter themselves. Um, most of the shows probably are not gonna be. In the New York area, okay, because it's like I am so like happy to be here. I've never been on serious radio, right? And I'm like, wow, this is like, this is big for me. I'm right. I'm really nervous right now. I know that sounds corny, but I don't care. Sounds like a lie, but no, it is. I'm I'm, real, I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Anything in New York, you're nervous because you gotta be careful what you yeah. say. But you know, right about now, they can't do too much. To me. All right. 
Dave looked like he was going to say something. Yeah, Were you giving Dave. us some dates, some tour dates, or some some places uh, where we could see, uh, et cetera, yes. perform? Dave got his watch um, on looking nice. Let me, you videotape that watch? Let me put that watch on. Yeah, you cut that out. Um, <laughs> Vegas. Vegas. Okay, you're going to be in Vegas soon? May 2nd. May 2nd. All right. That watch it. And Pacquiao weekend. Oh wow! Okay. All right, we'll give you more on that later. Are you Sin guys? City. Are you? Are you guys? Uh, Sin City. Are you yeah. guys in Miami next week for that big music conference? Everybody's flying out, going to. There's uh, some big music conference going on. I keep hearing people talking about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's the same thing that yeah. Diddy did. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like six months ago. True that. True that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, could we get you to spit anything for us today? Could you bless us with a few bars? Ooh. Anything? I give you the Kevin Hart bars. Anything, any bars. kind of bar. Oh, did you see that thing last night? <laughs> the, oh, Saturday Night Live. Is that what you were talking about? Oh my God! Pow, ping! <laughs> it was nah. weird. It was hilarious. You got to see it. Kevin Hart tore it up with uh, with his thing. Kevin Hart is the, is, is the dude, man. His struggle from comedy is you know from where he was to where he is now. I respect him wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like, that cool. struggle was crazy. I had a hard, I have a hard struggle too. Nice. I still think it's a struggle because this music industry is not easy. Yeah, I feel you, man. Um, so where can we find you if we want to just uh, right. see you, listen to you, listen to your tweets, look at your photos, all the fancy places you go to, all the fancy dishes you eat, all that. Well, I don't put my food on Twitter. I don't you know? like people seeing what I'm eating because then right. you know people are like, "Hey, you eat that?" Plus, Are you all a I healthy eat is- eater? I mean, you don't drink, you don't nah, smoke. So I, do you I, don't, I eat somewhat healthy. All right. You know, I, 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 I eat chicken. All right. What's your favorite? What's your favorite meal? What's What's my favorite meal? Meal, yeah. Uh, I mean, me personally. Light skinned women. Did you say? Okay. Did you you say? Can, light skinned women, long or short hair. Oh, long hair. What'd you say? Long hair. Mean? Okay. Oh, um, that's what what's he said? the build looking like? That's what he said. Build, uh, thin, oh, medium. I thought you said who's your favorite. Oh, you said your meal. Meal. Oh, meal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um. Nah. I don't. I don't. I don't really have a favorite meal. No. I just. You know. I. I. I don't eat pork. So say you were. You know. You're. I don't know. You murdered a lot of MCs. Oh, they was and dumb. and they and they got you and and you 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 about to get executed because you murdered so many MCs, and now they were like, "What's your last meal? What do you want to eat before we we shut you down?" Oh, no. what is et cetera it, it eating? Was, What's et cetera was, ordering? What every artist on the menu? <laughs> they will not. That's not gonna. I've I've I'll be honest with you. I came from humble beginnings, right, and. Artists that do now you don't really do it, but I still get it. You have to really rap, like to even stand next to some of the artists I know. Like you have to be credible. Real. Yeah. Like I can't stand next to UG. I can't stand next to Joey Ortiz. I can't stand next to Royce Five Nine. I can't stand next to Eminem. Wow. If you're not, you know, in Eminem, I'll so everyone right so you know i can't stand next to jay-z even though they talk about jay-z jay-z raps like he really will you know don't let it fool you you know i can't stand next to his artist so you talking about meals i, I rap i mean but i you know chicken I, i'm a chicken dude i'm ch- right. i'm black what you what you want Bionic so did we man. talk about did we talk about your long-term goals in the industry yet yeah yeah we got it my long-term goals is is to be the best the best that ever did it you know, even if it never happens, some they're gonna know I've been there. And again, did you if if you were to describe your music to somebody, what would you say? Uh, you know, how would you describe it to somebody? 
Um, yeah, like, I don't know. If somebody's like, well, well, I know you rap, but, like, what kind of rap? Are you party? Are you a dance rapper? Are you uh, introspective? Are you education, in, you know, ed- educating people? What, what kind of rap is this? Et cetera. Et cetera's rap. Right. And so did you tell us where we could find you? Um, www.iametcetera.com. You on Instagram? The Real Etc. on Instagram, Twitter, I am Etc. Etc. on Facebook, I am Etc. on Facebook. You can go. You can Google me and find all that. My business in the street, you know. <laughs> his business is my in business the in the street, and it's definitely in the street now that he's blessed to co-sign yeah. with his presence. Are you want me to drop? Oh, okay. You sure? Now you want me to drop the verse that? All right. Just spit. You ready? Like how they say spit. All right. You want to bang on the table like you did in the lunchroom and, and PS 161? All right. Oh, All right. You ready? Wait, let me let me set this up. We're going to get some new you record amazing this? spittage from etc. Hold on. Let me wipe my mouth. Hold on. So here... So, so here is some amazing spittage by etc. I'm not gonna rhyme any of the spittage that's on the album. Hold on, because that, that's what most rappers do. Um, ready? Go for See, it. I got a handful of rappers I ran through sitting on my mantle and I gamble with niggas' careers so don't say what I can't do. See, I handle like anvils over open to sandals and I rap like if handbooks or hooks need to be canceled. Dismantle so severe from here till El Paso. I rap flow, lash out and strangle niggas like lassos and I baffle you assholes, have them hanging like tassels. Then pop collars that baby rock wallers in front of them funeral parlors. Whoa. You need to stand clear, because look at this man here. If this man cared, if you're still watching my ass like Pam Gray, I ran here. Looking like a Jackie Chan fan with some tan hair, and I'm strange. The type of cat to spit in your face and stand here. Can I start right there? Woo! Okay. <laughs> Do you hear the crowd? That's what I want to hear every time I go out. I, I love to hear it. Exceptional spittage by my man, etc. Yes. Etc. I kind of slipped up a little bit, but no, it's all right. that's fine, man. I really appreciate you coming out. Oh, I love um, it. I'm, I'm glad York. you're making music. Um, thank you for blessing the cosign. Um, and I hope to have you back when this album is platinum and when you're like sold out shows at Madison Square Garden. I hope you will remember well, me. And sold come out back to shows the in China. I'm still China. China. That's a lot. China. There's a lot of Chinese. Wow. But yes, so that was etc. here at the Cosine. And so I want to thank him again for coming through and blessing me with his presence. I'm Bionic Mark. Please uh, check me out on Instagram, which is the Cosine underscore. Also, I'm on uh, Twitter, which is aka Bionic Mark on Twitter. And um, I think that's it. I'm on uh, all the social media outlets and all that stuff. But this is Bionic Mark and the Cosine. I want to again, again thank etc. for coming by. And uh, I'm out. Bionic Mark. He's everywhere. He's everywhere.